I feel like that was a bit of a stretch, but it is getting stinky. <laughs> what? The Casper's brothers. Oh. Or cousins oh. or whatever. Fatso, stinky, yeah. and stretch. Yeah, I get it. I mean, after you explained it, I get Bill it. Bill Pullman. Oh, it looks like it looks like he's going to Pullman. Pullman. It's going to Pullman. So are we just taking, just, just naming actors now that, you know, we can make fun of their names? Well, no, Bill Pullman was in Casper. Brian Cox. I'm sorry. He's, I'm sorry. His, his Wait, last Brian name Cox. Cox. Yeah, but Brian Cox wasn't in Casper. So? Did you, did you ever see Casper? I mean, I'm, I probably saw it when I was, you know, a child. Because I know for a fact that I, Devin, saw Wa Casper. Oh, oh, wow. All right. This is the this is the 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 puns based on actors names podcast. This is the if com- if all podcasts took place in the 90s comedy podcast. We're going to start doing impressions in a minute. Okay, go for it. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cheap shot and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> can we please start the podcast damn dude of the 90s i'm matt and i'm will this week we are talking about time cop in this movie time travel is real but you can only go to the past jcvd is a cop whose job it is to keep people from going to the past and screwing up history uh ron silver wants to go back in time so he can get a bunch of money so he can uh become president and jcvd can't let marine one become just another murder chopper so he goes back in time to uh stop ron silver and ron silver kills his wife so you know that that happens um it's the, the whole movie is kind of like this this weird like time paradox thing like like i guess it's kind i don't know if there's multiple universes um but I, you know like jcvd um he goes back in time and saves his wife um but then when he comes back to the the present like he doesn't remember like the last 10 years of life he had with his wife and his son so it's kind of sad but it seems like it's happy so yeah that's the movie I was actually very confused by that. Like, like I think if they hadn't presented the idea earlier on when the one henchman brings up that it's like, oh, no, he's dead. And uh, Ron Silver brings up like, well, no, if he was dead, he won't be here, you moron. Yeah. Then I don't think I would have questioned the fact that, yeah, no, when he gets back in time, how is it that... Like, none of this would have happened. I mean, it is the typical time paradox of films that, like, well, yeah, but if you had done this, then you wouldn't have needed to go back in time, and this wouldn't have happened, and everything. So, I mean, like, it's a way deeper action film than I think it intends to be, just because I look at it too deeply than it just being a van damme movie i mean this is this is probably the most legitimate movie van damme movie i've seen 
like yeah, I mean it's it's totally like a legit sci-fi action movie. Right? Like you don't really even need Van Damme in it. <laughs> I'm not saying Van Damme does is fantastic. Like I had to get it to Peter Hymus or Hymus or however you say his name. Um Hi Hyams. Yeah, you you got to give it to him for like just fucking squeezing this performance out of JCVD because honestly, this is the best acting I've ever seen him do. Dude, he does a phenomenal job in this. Yeah. I absolutely love... Was this your first time seeing this film? Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. It's not at all what I expected. That's... You know what? That makes it even, like... That... that It warms my heart. Because, like, I, I remember seeing this movie when I was a kid. I had it on VHS. It actually, I think, legit is the only... Probably the only Jean-Claude Van Damme film I saw besides Street Fighter uh growing up this film was to me like oh man this is this was in my top like three probably favorite time travel films of all time i mean it's it's really good i'm honestly i'm kind of like shocked that it like it only has a 5.9 on imdb and like it seems like it's just treated as just this b movie thing but like this movie is top notch i mean honestly I think, well, I think, I think people do that, like, 5.9. Well, first off, IMDb's rating. Oh, yeah, IMDb's rating is is complete bullshit, but. Yeah. Like, this movie seems like it should be, like, a classic movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and especially one that people would think of Jean-Claude Van Damme for. But everybody goes to, like, kind of the cheesy, you know, as much as I love Universal Soldier. Oh, yeah. And, like, Hard Target and everything. As much as I love those, it is a, like, nah, I guess that people go towards that B-movie Jean-Claude Van Damme genre. Like, no, nah, I want him kind of cheesy. I want the popcorn Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't want to think about it, you know? Yeah, this is a legit movie, man. I, I was I was honestly surprised. It's not what I expected. I really, I really enjoyed it, like, legitimately. This is just a good movie. Hell um, yeah. I mean, it's got Ron Silver in it, and he's just fucking Ron Silvering it up all the time. So you said Marine One. So is that the president's helicopter? Yeah, yeah, the president's helicopter is okay. Marine One. Cool. That's what I was assuming. Because just in case, if you haven't listened to every one of our episodes, uh, Blue Steel, I think, was actually the first 90s films that we did. It was, yeah. Ron Silver has a uh, has a murder copter in it. And the entire time throughout this movie, I was like, is this an alternate version of Ron Silver? Like, is that oh, yeah. why he's it's, in this self-driving car? I don't car? even think it's an alternate version. This is just the same Ron Silver. And he's just like, he, you get serious murder chopper vibes with Ron Silver. Like, like when he goes to visit the, uh, the time cop agency and he's like telling jcvd he's like no i want him to come with us. It's like, whoa, dude. Like if he invites you on a helicopter, you run jcvd. Yeah, or, like, he shoves the dude's face into the, like, car side, like, yeah. while they're inside of it. I, yeah, I love later on, he's like, look, if you if you can't handle me punching your face into the side of the car, you're not going to be my secretary of state or whatever. Yeah, I think that's just Ron Silver. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I hope, I hope it was. I'm not trying to speak ill of those who are no longer with us, but, I mean, like, I hope that either either he was that good at acting or he was just that dude in real life. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Me, yeah, I think, I, I think, I don't know because I don't want to, I don't want to assume that Ron Silver is just like really a sociopath in real life, but maybe, maybe he's like a two beer sociopath. Could be. He's good enough for like the two beers to sign the contract, be like, I'll be in your movie, and then that third beer goes down, and he's just like, Hey, hey, come here, I want to take you out on a date and throw you out of this helicopter, and you're like, That was really <laughs> honest of you. <laughs> And he's like, I'm working on my steps. <laughs> Before, I would just invite you on the helicopter. 
before I'd be like, surprise, and just throw you out. But I mean, shit. Yeah. I, I like that this movie opens up with uh, some future dudes robbing the Confederacy. Hell um, yeah. That's a that's a pretty choice way of opening a movie, and I really enjoyed it. I love that scene so much. Like, there is no greater... I, I mean, I'm not going to say that for a fact, because, I mean, I'm sure that if we think about it, there will be. But I feel like there's no greater opening to a time travel film that can 100% go ahead and get you exactly where you need to go within the first five minutes of a film. Like, hey, we need to set up the rest of the movie. How are we going to do that? Robbing the Confederacy with, like, you know, automatic guns. Because it's not like it's not like you can feel bad for the Confederacy, <laughs> even though technically bad guys are robbing them. But you know, you're like kind of oh fuck those guys. I have very conflicted feelings about multiple things in this film. Like they have okay, so so he, the one guy mentions early on or uh, somewhat early on when the time travel thing is being introduced that like uh, the butterfly effect kind of thing or the ripples. Yeah, that you can't take it back and kill Hitler. You know, because then that might cause in the future, who knows what happens and everything. So I kind of understand that. But at the same time, there's certain events that happen in this film that's like, well, yeah, but I mean, is it for the better or not? First off, robbing the Confederacy, their money. All right, whatever. I don't think that's going to really Fuck affect the Confederacy. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah, they were going to lose the war anyway. Exactly. They're still going to lose. Like, there's nothing that, you know. They, they already lost once. But there's also uh, the guy who I don't know his name. I just nicknamed him Pervy Pete in my notes. The dude who's uh, watching virtual reality porn at the work desk. First off, I do not think that anybody should ever watch porn around other people. I mean, unless like maybe if that's your thing, like with your partner, sure, whatever. But I, I, I feel like if there's other people hanging out in the room, just don't watch porn. Yeah, that's fair. Cool with it. I think you can double down on that when you're at work. Definitely don't do that at work. That's generally a good advice for any workplace. Meanwhile, though, Bruce McGill's character just like walks in and he's just like, I swear to God, if I catch you fucking that computer one more time or whatever. But that's 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 the present reality that we're in. Yeah. Is per pervy Pete's just doing that at his work desk, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, though, when Macomb goes back to change shit and Jean-Claude Van Damme comes back to an alternate present day where Macomb is kind of more in charge of things, pervy Pete's no longer pervy. Like, he's in a suit. He's well-groomed. He has, like, a ponytail. He looks like he actually gets shit done. I feel like, I, I feel kind of bad because he has a better future when Macomb takes charge. I mean, but does he? Because then you got yes. you got Ron Silver running the show with, you know, Murder Force 1 and I don't know that that's really good for a lot of people. Yeah, but what was his plan? What was his what was his ticket? What was he running on, you know? I, I you know what? I don't know what his platform was. I mean, maybe his platform was to ban VR porn. I don't know. Because I feel like there was a scene when he's losing the race on the news in the background. They mention that, like, he didn't receive the grant or the funding, uh, the matching funds. But, like, prior in that same dialogue from the news anchor, they say something along the lines of, like, but the white supremacy party did. And it's like, really? well, shit, man. Yeah. Like, so it's like, shit, maybe, maybe there's like this whole deeper philosophical question to this stuff of like, you know, even though it might turn out to be worse, you can't change the past because it's going to, you know, fuck up everything. But it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, Ron Silver can't be as bad as the white supremacy party. I mean, that is, that's true in a really sad <laughs> sad way i'd rather have a serial killer as president than the white supremacists 
I mean, yeah, that's no, that's a fact. I would rather have a serial killer as president than the white supremacists. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I stand by that statement. I feel like we have not seen a serial killer as president. I mean, there's one thing you got to say about serial killers is they get shit done. They're they're good at planning and, you know, they, you know, they wake up early. They, you know, they get the worm is what I'm saying. White supremacists, white supremacists have been trying to do their thing and they're just kind of like really shitty and annoying. And, you know, they have been forever. I mean, and I'm kind of fine with that in the sense that, you know, they don't know how to get shit done because fuck them. I'm glad that each time they try to do shit, they're knocked down a further peg. Like at some point, it's going to be like just two dudes yelling in the woods. See, I don't I don't know that it's ever going to be just two dudes in the woods by themselves. I think it's always going to be like a handful of like fucking annoying sons of bitches. I mean, probably June 6th had a lot of people in D.C. You mean January? Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember anything happening June 6th, but... No, that's the one they don't tell you about, man. <laughs> I don't mean D.C. as in, like, District of Columbia. Sorry, I had to remember what the fuck D.C. stood for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Sam Raimi and Robert Tapert uh, produced this film, which I think might uh, might be why it's one of the few... Really, really good JCVD films. I was really impressed, man. Like, I was impressed by JCD's performance. Like, this is this is the same guy that gave us Street Fighter the same year. See, that's why that's why I told you last week on Street Fighter that like I felt that this was a very different Van Damme than the ten thousand dollar coked out one. No, it definitely is. I mean, this is this is probably a different Van Damme than we've seen in any of his movies. I mean, this is like he's he's good in this movie <laughs> i do like that in the screenplay they even acknowledge they they don't try to be like oh yeah guile he's an american soldier he just happens to have a belgian accent i like that in this movie they his uh wife even acknowledges uh english is a second language for him yeah because it's no, like yeah good. all right cool I, I like that I like that Ron Silver tells him that if he was ever gonna make it with all that fancy cooking he should have gone to Broadway. I feel see it's a line like that that I feel like that's just Ron Silver. Like Ron <laughs> Silver just knows that it's like, no, I know JCVD took a uh, ballet. Yeah, all right. All right. No, I'll go piss him off. Everyone's like, You don't want to piss off JCVD, dude. Yeah, I mean he can do like backflip kicks. Hell yeah, he can. He ran across the ceiling in this one. I I I'm really impressed with Peter uh Hyams for for this performance that he got out of JCVD. He does a terrible job shooting action scenes though. Like Yeah, there's a couple that definitely looked like it looked like you or I tried to shoot an action scene. Yeah, and he does like all the fast cut things and it's like JCVD can actually like throw a punch and kick things. Like you don't need to do the fast cut thing. I mean, maybe it's everybody else in the film. Maybe it was their fault, you know. I mean, just let JCVD punch and kick him. That's all you need to do. He's the good guy. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. If I was in an action film with JCVD and they're like, okay, we can either do fast cuts or he can actually kick you straight in the chest. I'd be like, all right, let me do my living will really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, dude, let him kick me. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking way to go out. Like, I'd go out, like, everybody would see my corpse afterwards. Yeah, they'd be like, shit, how did he die? Yeah, they'd be like, oh my god, did he die the way he always wanted to in the middle of sex? <laughs> and they'll be like, kind of, JCVD kicked him in the chest. <laughs> Broke all of his ribs. Actually shot his spine out of his back. Like, just, 
We had to pay the or- the coroner extra to clean his body up. But yeah, speaking of speaking of dying with a smile on my face, so uh, <laughs> the uh, amazingly beautifully scored sex scene in this film that had the traditional 90s sexy sax back again. Why the fuck was that a thing? I don't know. That scene was weird. It was, it was, it was just like, that was like the third scene in the movie. And it was just like, why? This is weird and out of place. Nobody, I don't think anybody wanted that scene. (laughs) I don't think JCVD wanted it. Honestly, he probably didn't. He was like, no, dude, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a weird scene that was unnecessary. Well, and it was super awkward because like, uh, Mia Sara the actress that's in that is, that plays Melissa. So she's probably best known for playing Sloane, Ferris Bueller's girlfriend in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I know there's an eight-year difference, but in my head, she's still kind of the high school-aged girlfriend from Ferris Bueller. So it was just this really awkward, like, no, like Ferris Bueller's gonna get really pissed off. It's gonna be <laughs> awkward. I just thought it was a weird and unnecessary scene. Like, I guess, like, we had already established that they were husband and wife. And, I mean, we had basically established that she was pregnant. Um, cause, cause she's like, oh, I got something to tell you. And, you know, like, right before someone dies, if they say, I got something to tell you, like, definitely that they were pregnant. At, at what point in film does the, I have something I really want to tell you. Okay. Well, it has to wait until I get back. At what point in film did we decide? Okay, let's just stop trying to act like we don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, because it takes from that scene until, like, probably around the midway point, if not the near the end of the second act or whatever, for JCVD to find the blood test to be like, oh my god, she's pregnant. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, we are. We all knew that already. Yeah, like, everybody in the audience knew that. I, this film came out, I was 10 years old. I knew that. <laughs> like, it's not a subtle scene. But either way, maybe, maybe if we rescore the scene. Okay, how do you want to rescore it? Oh, I don't know. I'm just taking out the sax, though. How about yakety sax? <laughs> and play it at twice speed yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that is one solution that is definitely one solution i was thinking instead how about we take out all instrumental music for that scene and just add in sound effects okay of like what it would sound like bed squeaking people that seem like they sound like they might be out, be out of shape because they're breathing heavy and it's just really like this is very uncomfortable and i just really <laughs> watch this scene you know like it's like i don't know if they're having sex or they're eating a large pizza that's that's if it doesn't sound like that you're doing it wrong <laughs> they're breathing really hard and sweating <laughs> <laughs> oh, i shouldn't have ordered the stuffed crust <laughs> it was the three meat treat We've invented a new sex position. It's called the three meat treat. You just eat, you just eat a large pizza. That's actually all it is. It's not. It's not even a sexual act. I mean, it is. It's just yeah, not. Well, you got to eat it in bed. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that it, that's of the Venn diagram. The only thing that sex <laughs> and eating pizza has in common is both should happen in bed. <laughs> that's my new theory, and I'm gonna stand by it from now on. Whenever I order pizza, I'm gonna be like, I'm tucking this to my room. <laughs> I think eating pizza in bed is like the worst possible place to eat it. It literally, in my head, I have the picture of the saddest version of me possible. (laughs) 
I'm just I'm just imagining like the pizza grease like on your pillow and I'm just kind of disgusted by it. Like you kind of like wake up at some point and you're like, "Oh shit, I didn't finish that." And you take like one bite before passing back out. Yeah. There's yeah. like dried uh dried pizza sauce like on your mouth. Yeah. The only version of this, the only version of me that's sadder than that is like the 45-year-old version of me that's goth and shopping at Hot Topic. <laughs> See, I don't I don't even I don't even agree. I I think that, you know, at least the 45-year-old version of you shopping at Hot Topic made it to 45. The three meat treat version of you did not. <laughs> But, like, here's the thing is the version of me at 45 still eats pizza constantly. Oh, okay. Uh, just not in bed. Yeah, well, you know, there's... I, I'm okay with that. But I'm going to gain all my weight back, and people will just start calling me Robert Smith. Because <laughs> I'm going to wear all the eyeliner and everything, but I'm not going to do it well like Robert Smith. It's just going to look like... it's. I'm just basically going to look like someone that it's like, oh, he's trying something out. Okay. <laughs> But you, but you've been trying it out for twenty years. Oh, did you? Where do you apply that makeup? Do you do you have a mirror at home? And it's like, well, I got a mirror on the school bus that I own and live out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in the in this version of you, you're you're shopping in Hot Topic and you own a school bus. Yep, and I'm forty five and I dress like Robert Smith from the Cure. Does, but here's present the thing: day. does the school bus run? Like, does it function? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not as bad. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take kids to school. Well, yeah, yeah, but you're are you driving the school bus to the mall to go to Hot Topic? Sorry, the way the way that that sentence came out made it sound like I was driving kids elsewhere. <laughs> it doesn't drive children anywhere. Is you're what I'm you're picking to up say. the other gossip <laughs> at, at, uh, at the at the middle school to take them to Hot Topic. Field hey, trip. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go to Hot Topic and Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Fuck, dude. No, that's a day. <laughs> Let's do that. When the pandemic's over, when everything's a little more freeing, I'm going to I'm gonna hire a documentary crew to follow us around. Okay. To go to a mall. Yeah. So we can shop at Hot Topic and eat at Sparrow for a day. Uh, I, I don't want to participate. They open at 9 a.m., I think. Hot so Topic and we- Sparrow? Uh, well, I think Hot Topic. Maybe not Sparrow. It might be 10. It might be 11. I'm not sure. Well, we'll have to figure it out before we hire the documentary crew. Yeah, but either way, we're spending an entire day going back and forth between Hot Topic and Sbarrow. <laughs> and if they have fitting rooms, oh, we are trying on everything. Every, every time we go back to Sbarrow, we have another, like, studded belt on. Yeah, and like, and oh my god, yes. Like, just just, like, keep gothing it up. Yeah, and every time we go back to Hot Topic, we have more pizza with us. Hey, I'm going to run over to Sbarro really quick before I buy that sweet-ass choker. Uh, <laughs> do you want anything? Slice of pizza? It's like, you're buying a 15-year-old something. And it's like, I know, but I mean, you guys seem like family now. So, because <laughs> you guys have sold me all these pants. <laughs> I'm 100% leaving like a fat, greasy pinhead from Hellraiser. <laughs> like, I want the sound of squeaking when I walk. <laughs> oh, God. Like, just like, <laughs> get on the bus. We're going to goth topic. <laughs> I mean, this is, a, this is a new business idea. We could open up like a, a hot topic adjacent store and also serve pizza. 
Oh fuck yeah, dude! We should. And then we could like we could have like delivery. It's not going to be good pizza. It's going to be like we're going to like go to Little Caesars and just be like, hey, we need like twenty pieces with extra cheese. Yeah. Well, oh, and we're a hundred percent putting black food dye in some of the crusts. Oh yeah, we have to. We yeah, have it's to. like, uh, you want the you want the Satan's pizza? Yeah. We got the Satan pizza here. And then we 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 need like one with red food coloring, like the blood pizza. That's a good one. Um. I think we have shot way off topic. <laughs> Matt and Will off topic. Go to go to goth topic. Get an extra large Satan blood pizza. Tell tell him tell him Satan sent you. Tell him Satan sent you for buy one get one free. Buy a pizza <laughs> like, get a free choker. I like the idea of tell them that Satan sent you, so you can just do a standard discount that almost every store already has. <laughs> Tell them Satan sent you for a smile and a high five. <laughs> tell tell them Satan sent you and we'll avoid eye contact. <laughs> put, 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 put money in our tip jar and I'll punch out a kid at Coldstone. <laughs> Just because I don't like that they fucking sing at me when I'm tipping them. Oh, man. So anyway, um, <laughs> so Mia Sara from uh, Mia Sara from Ferris Bueller's in this. I do like that the gang, the two dudes who are after JCVD. Yeah, they look like they shop at Goth Topic. The henchmen, right? <laughs> I was going to say that it was a very brave choice to make them look like a German new wave band. <laughs> And, like, somehow they perfectly picked an actor that looked like Randy Quaid and Daniel Stern had a chud baby together. Uh, Just as soon as he appeared, I'm like, he looks wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, got, I got nothing, man. You're, that, is, that is entirely accurate. Oh, I mean, man. he looks like at the mall that he you first see him, that he just got back from Sapporo and on topic. For some reason, he is, he is like 35 years old or something, yeah. but still remarkably kind of resembles the like 16-year-old who's going to steal your quarters yeah. at the arcade. Yeah. He still has his baby fat. <laughs> Even though, even though he's 40. He's the type of guy that it's like, hey man, I need your ID if you want to buy that beer. And he's like, oh, I left it at home. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I love them. And I also like that when you're mentioning like Ron Silver earlier as being the murderer and everything or being the villain in this, I noticed that like in other films like Blue Steel and everything, they wait a second to reveal that like Ron Silver or they reveal at some point in multiple action films like, uh-oh, this is the bad guy. At no point in time do they really reveal that Ron Silver is the bad guy. It's just automatically they just go ahead and start filming him that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just turned the camera on and it was Ron Silver there. And they were like, well, we don't really need to do anything to establish this. All the producers and everybody were sitting around a table and they're like, okay, well, we cast JCVD. All right. And it's like, okay, well, we got to cast all these other parts. Somebody's like, oh, I also cast uh, Ron Silver. And everyone was like, who's he going to play? And then it was like five seconds of silence before everybody just started laughing. <laughs> like, ha no, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. He's clearly the bad guy. He's Ron Silver. Yeah. I like that this this movie does like this whole you don't know when when you watch um you know them kill JCVD's wife you don't know that it's really like Ron Silver from the future you don't know who these the 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 hot topic Sparrow guy is like you don't know that he's Ron Silver's future henchman come back to kill JCVD and his wife or whatever yeah so I do like that 
I thought they did a good job. They did a remarkable job of the whole like future versus past thing. And and yeah, like when you first see cuz you first see the um alternate future versions of Penn and Teller uh in the mall looking down at them or at uh <laughs> JCVD. You know you 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 say that, but that is what Penn and Teller were in Borderlands 3 and that's basically what they looked like. <laughs> I mean, I mean that was as soon as when the guy first appeared, I straight up was like is that Pendulette? <laughs> and then realize like, oh no, it's clearly not because this is Daniel Stern, Randy Quaid, Chud baby. <laughs> no, it's not Pendulette. He can't do magic. That's how you know. When you see them, you're right though. They just look at like they were hanging out at the food court in 1994. You don't assume that they're from the vastly super futuristic 2004. Where they got, like, yeah, yeah, that is, I didn't even really bring that up, but in the 2004 of this movie, like, they have, like, future guns, they have, like, self-driving cars that don't even have windows, it's like getting in a tank. I actually love that idea, though, because I do not like other people looking at me Yeah, when I'm driving. Like, when you're stopped at a stop, I mean, don't get me wrong, I look at other people in traffic all the fucking time. Yeah. I don't like sitting at a stoplight and realizing that, like, out of the corner of my eye, it looks like there's a child in the car next to me making faces at me. You don't, like, go, like, make faces back at them? Fuck no, man. I flick that fucker off. I don't even look at him. I, can't, I look straight ahead and just hold out my middle finger. <laughs> you just you just pull up to a stoplight, look straight ahead, middle <laughs> fingers on both sides. That's how I do, man. Fuck all That's of you. That's how I do. Yeah, people hate driving or riding with me because they're like, Jesus Christ, Matt, you're going to get me shot. And I'm like, as long as it's not me. Yeah, well, it's it's mo- it's mostly because, like, you're reaching over and, like, your hand is, like, right in their face with your middle finger. <laughs> yeah, like, I do that thing where, like, that all parents do when, like, you slam on the brakes that, like, you try to hold your kid back like that's going to stop them. Except you do it with your middle finger up in their face. Yeah, and I do it like that and, like, my passengers are usually like, oh, it's okay, I'm fine. I'm like, no, not you, dude. And then I just extend my middle finger yeah and you always stop aggressively so they are like pushed forward against the seatbelt so they have no they have no choice but to hit your hit you your hand in the face if you're flicking off the car in the lane next to you you have to stop aggressively because that draws their attention yeah exactly because they're like what the fuck was that why is that guy flicking me off i didn't do anything to him it's just a whole bus full of nuns. <laughs> They're like, God, that that guy driving that bus, taking all those kids to goth topic to get pizza and leather belts. You're going to get those those like parachute pants with the suspenders on them already. Dude, I swear to God, if I had the money, man, before we get to hang out in person next week, I, I would 100% buy all the like 90s goth gear <laughs> and wear it over. Just to be like, hey, man, what's up? You pull up blasting My Chemical Romance. You stop aggressively in the driveway <laughs> with your middle <laughs> finger out of both sides. Just get out of the car. Your mom's like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Will, Will, your friend's here. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, I feel like with the 2007, with the alternate version of, t- or t- with 2004, I feel like the alternate version of 2004, especially the car designs, I kind of feel like Elon Musk saw this film. <laughs> and like that's the idea that's like where teslas came from i mean that that kind of tracks almost i mean they're kind of boxy they're but see i feel like i feel like if elon musk saw this movie he would want to be ron silver i don't see how he isn't 
No, because Ron Silver is a lot cooler than Elon Musk. That's that. Yeah, I mean, he can't be as cool. Cool. You can't create cool. What you can create is murder copter. Ha ha! I'll one up you, murder rocket. <laughs> so you you think Elon Musk's whole shtick is he's just trying to be like Ron Silver, but he just he's not as cool. Five bucks says Elon Musk gets to space murders somebody throws them out of the rocket ship and then comes back shoots it all on film and everyone's like oh my god elon musk you murdered that man and he was like there's no laws in space fuckers yeah and like that's his i don't know why he's turned into a john waters villain <laughs> at this point but but he is he's he's played by david lockery um he's just like he's like there's no laws in space fuckers yeah and yeah and then like he just starts throwing people in his rocket ship and launching them out yeah he becomes the world's first legal serial killer i think that like space has like laws though there's no laws in space man that's we don't have a space force yet no but i i think it's like uh it's, it's like uh the same laws as like on the open sea like maritime oh, are we going law. for maritime law yeah yeah i think yeah i think space has like maritime law all right but i mean i don't know anybody that was arrested for killing people and throwing them off their ship I mean, I thought that that wasn't, that's, that's why people didn't like pirates. Oh. Yeah, that would make sense. I thought, I thought they just didn't like pirates because they stole your shit. Well, I mean, I, I think it's more the murder, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not really anti-pirates, I guess. I am anti-Elon Musk though, because fuck that guy. And it's not because he's a space pirate. It's because he's just a giant jackass. All right. I'm not going to read this article now. But I did find an article about what happens if you murder somebody in space. Is there, is there like like a blurb you can give us? Because I'm curious now. Uh, it's saying it's it's it's, it's not going to be easy. Is one of the is one of the first sentences that I saw here. I disagree. I think that I think there's lots of ways to kill people in space like we accidentally kill people in space all the time so no, no, no. they're saying it's not going to be easy to investigate oh yeah you can't exactly send jcvd up there to investigate it for you yeah he's a time cop not a space cop <laughs> um legal jurisdiction does extend into space apparently that's covered by article 8 of the 1967 treaty on principles governing the activities of states in the exploration and use of outer space including the moon and other celestial bodies somebody thought this shit up in 1967 i mean but but uh, but yes. look here's the thing like if, if we're talking like the international space station like russia owns half of that so if i go to the russian half and kill somebody like i think i think you, yeah i think you can kill people in russia so yeah you're rewarded at that point yeah yeah they give you like a bear or something yeah they give you a bear yeah they're just like here yeah it's it's kind of like the prison tattoo yeah yeah in in, in russia if you kill someone they give you a bear like a polar bear yeah, you just walk you walk back over to the American side, and they're like, "Oh shit, you have a better." It's like, "Oh yes, I have a better." Yeah, it's, I have better for it's I like, murdered. It's like, look, it, it's 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 like a almost like a training exercise. So it's like either either the bear will kill you, or you will tame the bear. So it's like in the end, you're 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 creating more powerful Russian citizens. You're looking at it from a very American point of view, Will. <laughs> That's possible. Because because in Russia, bear tame you. Well, yeah, uh, fine, fine. They give you a bear and you have to tame each other or the bear eats you. Yeah, and then 90s sexy sax music plays. Yeah, exactly. You grab some pizza, eat it in bed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have to get ready for your trip at, trip to a Hot Topic. You don't want to go hungry. Is the Sbarro open? <laughs> 
So anyway. <laughs> yep. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like the way the uh, the scar shows up on Runsover's face when JCVD kicks uh, two, or 1994 Runsover. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the factory, it took me a minute to figure out because I don't, I feel like the factory was conveniently, like it conveniently held everything that they needed to create a great action sequence. Cause like it was a data linking, I think it was data link systems was the name of the company. Yeah. Yet they had like plenty of explosive fuel. Um, they had a bunch of circuit boards, which that I think that tracks. Yeah. They had like, uh, like liquid nitrogen or whatever. Yeah. Which I think that you need that right to cool systems. Yeah. It was really cool when JCVD like froze half the guy and then like kicked him and like the half of him that was frozen shattered. I actually feel like that might be the most sci-fi moment of the film. <laughs> like despite how much time travel happens in this movie. I mean, it was pretty cool, man. I love that he tells him to freeze. <laughs> that like when Ron Silver makes the whole joke about like, hi, ah, you shouldn't use the word freeze or whatever because I'm actually not frozen or I'm feeling kind of warm or whatever it was. And then when uh, JCVD kicks off the dude's frozen arm, he tells Ron Silver, he's like, yeah, I guess I should have told him to freeze. He's like, fuck yeah, good for you, JCVD. <laughs> Throw it back in his face. <laughs> Throw it back in his face like your foot. <laughs> I do like that um that JCVD brought like 1994 version of Ron Silver to his house for the explosion. Hell yeah. That was pretty smart. I have to give him credit for that. That was dude, that entire final sequence at the house I loved. It was it was totally horrifying though when the two Ron Silvers touched each other though. Oh, 100%. I feel like that's what happens in the womb when one twin eats another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. But see, like, this, this, I found, like, this version of time travel disappointing. Because it's like, like, what if you wanted to travel back in time and give yourself a handy? You can't, because you'll blow up. So next week on Will and Matt of the 90s, we are going to be talking about... I thought you were going to do so next week on Matt of the 90s. <laughs> I, like, I, like that, I like that that's what upsets you about time travel in this film. Like, that's that's the part. That's the one. Not, not anything else about semantics or anything. It's this. Neil deGrasse Tyson says I can't hook up with myself in the past. Like, what... Um, <laughs> You cut some deal with Neil deGrasse Tyson to be like, all right, I'll hook up with you in the past if you hook up with me in the past. And you're like, no, that's weird. <laughs> um, Fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love that. But like in that in those final or in that final fight sequence, I love that. Like, OK, so there's the scene where Mia Sar is hanging off the gutter uh, with one of the versions of JCVD. Oh, the 1994 version. Yeah. She grabs the gun, uh, shoots the chud baby in the dick <laughs> and he like falls off the building. And then, like, five seconds later, JCVD 2004 edition is, like, tricking another guy into shooting a clothesline and then, like, flips the gun around and he shoots that guy in the dick. And I just like that for some reason they chose to do both of those kills, like, within ten minutes of each other. And it's like, were you just holding on to that? <laughs> like, that's such a weird, like, you didn't, you didn't stretch that out at all. Just, like, two scenes back to back. 
No, I mean, because look, in the future, that's the only way to kill people. I feel like I feel like it was like this almost a deeper message of like what we're trying to prove here is 1994 Miyasara should be with 2004 JCVD. Yeah, because they both like they're 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 both in the in the mindset of like shooting people in the dick. That would have been that would have been great if like they teamed up after that and shot like both Ron Silvers in the crotch and then freeze frame high five <laughs> and then the credits rolled. <laughs> the music from Street Fighter played. Yeah, I think that's what should happen. In the uh, in the factory, JCVD uses uh, the flammable barrels for cover. That seems <laughs> yeah. like a poor idea. That's, I don't get that. And I mean, he knows they're flammable. They say right on them. Well, well, and he just like exploded a couple of them. Yeah, like because he's hiding behind a bunch, and then uses that. And like, I, I guess it's so he can cause the explosion on the ground. Like, I guess that's why it's there. But I mean, I do like that he used the forklift for cover. I, you I know what? I like cool. that he liked to use the forklift too. That was a really cool like because it's not a quick moving thing. It's kind of slow, but yeah. it's like that's effective, dude. You're doing it right. Oh yeah, no forklifts are big and heavy. They'll stop future bullets. You know what else is big and heavy? What? I don't. All right. <laughs> no matt tell us what's big and heavy giant wrenches oh okay yeah they got into a giant wrench fight in this dude he used that monkey wrench to like fucking grab that guy's arm and just like yes. twist it around yes what the fuck <laughs> i know and we haven't seen jcd versus a wrench since hard target i think <laughs> or no death warrant yeah death warrant yeah, it was death warrant so that was like 1990 or 91, man. It's yeah. been years, and all I've wanted is JCVD versus a wrench. I mean, that's his ultimate nemesis. Yeah, the wrench. Just like in real life, that's JCVD's nemesis, like wrenches. That's what gave him the bump on his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I was doing ballet and fixing the plumbing wrench right to the head. That's when he woke up and became a fighter. Exactly. Like, this is, I mean, are you just his biographer now? Like, what do you, like, everybody knows this already. This is, uh, yeah, I am, though. I like that it's like, what What are you, his biographer now? Everyone knows this already, so I've already produced this biography. <laughs> No, it's just these are stories he tells in interviews. We're getting into time travel now. <laughs> One thing that I read online was apparently, and it, and I am actually surprised that I don't think that we have like any um, Steven Seagal movies. Yeah, because fuck Steven Seagal. In all fairness, Under Siege is, is a pretty solid movie. But it's not because Steven Seagal, because he's just a giant piece of shit. Apparently, there was a Steven Seagal incident concerning jcvd that uh now this is off of the jean-claude van damme wikipedia page was in 2008 actor sylvester stallone declared to the british magazine fhm that at a party in my home in miami in 1997 van damme was tired of steven seagal claiming he could kick his ass so he offered steven seagal outside into my backyard <laughs> according to stallone seagal made his excuses and left while van damme tracked him down at a nightclub and and challenged him again. Stallone yes. finished by stating Van Damme was too strong. Steven Seagal wanted none of it. Because Steven Seagal's not really a fighter. He's a fuck. Everything about him is a fraud. I love that, like, JCVD not only was like, you know what, I'm tired of this. Let's go outside right now. We'll prove it. We'll go ahead and settle it then. That honestly gives me so much more respect for JCVD because fuck Steven Seagal. Do you know what even gives me more respect? Seagal then left, went to a nightclub, and JCVD tracked him down like a <laughs> fucking bounty hunter or some shit in Hard Target. He's like, I'll fucking find him. I'm JCVD. You can't hide from these muscles. <laughs> 
I fucking love JCVD. But yeah, I'm glad to see that uh, the version of virtual sex in this film was way less scary than it was in Demolition Man. I don't think there was virtual sex. I think it was just like VR porn. I mean, that exists now. What does? Virtual reality porn. That exists now? Yeah. How do you spell it? <laughs> <laughs> you got you to get one of those virtual reality things, man. Um, I forget. Like The virtual reality things are prehensibly made for games, but I mean, like, really... Come on. Uh, what do I watch virtual reality porn on? <laughs> it's Oculus. That's what it's called. That's one of them. I think there's multiple ones, but o- Oculus shit. I think it's Oculus Rift, not Oculus shit. But now the my version's Oculus shit. Oh, it's 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 a porn exclusive one. This is that Oculus shit. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, man. Well, you got so anything what else? else? You got, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I, I don't really. I don't think I have anything else, dude. All right, well, uh, I guess we can wrap up. Uh, I'm going Time Cop number one, Street Fighter Speed, The Crow, The Shadow, and Double Dragon. I am doing... Yeah, I'm doing Time Cop number one, then Speed, Double Dragon, The Shadow, The Crow, Street Fighter. (laughs) All right. Because Time Cop's just fucking solid. Time Cop is really good. Like, I I didn't expect it to be this good. I mean, it stars JCVD. I thought it would just be kind of like fun. It's not really as much fun as it is just solid man it's a solid science fiction movie and a solid action film yeah i really enjoyed it i'm I'm glad that you liked it man because like i said this is one that i really enjoyed uh when i was growing up so yeah i mean we know that you love double dragon as well so your taste is you know peculiar there's another film that actually i used to really like called fuck you (laughs) (laughs) oh i love you too matt (laughs) Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well i guess we should wrap up i gotta jump on this bus and get a god topic <laughs> for some pizza all right well this has been will and matt of the 90s uh we will be back next week with true lies um thanks for listening yeah thank you all Which actually brings me to my other thought. Stamps.com. <laughs> MailChimp. 1-800-Flowers. Send her some flowers. Diet Dr. Pepper. And then make sweet love on that sweet Casper mattress. Is that is a, Please say that that is an advertisement for Casper. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, man. Said, well, you, I was, you had the 1-800-Flowers, so, you know, send her, send her some flowers and then make sweet love on that sweet Casper mattress. It's, I see. It's, it's 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 like sleeping on a, a cloud of fantasy. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs>